This is a Federal News Network podcast. The albatross hanging on agencies' necks for the past decade that made it much harder to move their computing to the cloud is finally gone. The Office of Management and Budget yesterday released the final Trusted Internet Connections, or TIC, policy. It opens the door much wider for use of cloud services. Federal News Network's executive editor Jason Miller joins me now to discuss why the new TIC policy will also make it easier to modernize your agency's IT. And Jason, let's start with the beginning so those that may not know what TIC is and why it was such a challenge for agencies, especially in the past couple of years. First of all, Tom, I have to say, I hope OMB has cake. I hope they're celebrating because this is the one policy and it goes dates back to 2007 that has really stopped agencies from really fully moving to the cloud. We see a lot of agencies that have moved to the cloud. They've moved a lot of services to the cloud. But what the Trusted Internet Connection policy did back in 2007, and then this is well before we were talking about cloud, it created a way to ensure that agencies' access to the public internet was secure, meaning the goal was to reduce the number of access points, number of internet gateways, and then also secure those that have left. If you remember Karen Evans, who was the OMB CIO, though she didn't have that title, federal CIO. Sure, yeah. Back in the, the Bush administration, at one point she said, we want to have 50 internet connections across the entire government. Obviously, that never happened, but the goal behind TIC was reduce and secure. The idea took, though, even though they didn't get to 50, but the idea was to reduce the attack surface by having fewer hookups. And then at the same time, what that ended up doing is when agencies moved to the cloud, created latency because they'd have to go out to the cloud and come back through the TIC, and that created problems. And then it said, okay, well... We have these challenges. How can we move to the cloud more quickly? And that's why this TIC 3.0 policy is so important because it's not so much because, hey, it's a new policy. Yay. It's more about it's removing the risks and removing, opening the aperture for agencies to say, how can we move to the cloud? How can we use cloud services in a secure but efficient manner? Now, for the past two years of conferences, everybody talking about cloud has been talking about the need for a TIC implementation that works in the cloud does this new policy i mean that's that's an ongoing effort so this policy is backing up so that that new tick cloud version can be used is that what the policy does the policy what it does is rescind some old policies number one so it gets rid of all the old ones that says you can't do this you must do that the second thing it does is develops a set of use cases and we saw this with the draft policy but there are four use cases for how to connect to the public internet through a trusted internet connection or a tick. There is the traditional default case using what they call MTIPS and TICAP and, and all the things that have been going on for the last t- 10 years. Basically, OMB saying, if it still works for you, fine, do it. But then they say, listen, if you're going through the cloud, there's other use cases around software, email, platform, infrastructure as a service. And then there's two other use cases that they've added. One, so let's just pick on the Commerce Department for a second. No reason. If they have a bureau in Texas and they have been connecting back to the agency tick and and waiting for their data, and that's created a lot of latency, what they're saying now is think about using technology such as software-defined wide area networks, SD-WAN, and that could put in some security enablement, whether at endpoints or for the data, to allow you to have that same level of protection, but reduce that latency. And then the fourth use case is for remote users. So people who telework, people who are connecting from the field, and then how can you also secure your, again, data and equipment as it as it connects back to the federal network? So this policy then is more about trusted internet connections as the idea, as opposed to the specific technology that's also under development for the cloud. The architecture that OMB and the Homeland Security Department had, and NIST had developed over the years is still important. 
but it's not the be all end all like it was for the last 10 years, 12 years. And I think that's the biggest change. It really, you know, I talked to Ross Nodorf, who's a former OMB cyber chief now over at Venable as a senior director for cybersecurity services. And one of the things he pointed out to me was it authorizes more flexibility in, in terms of how to get technology out there. It creates a less risky environment. And it's a signal from OMB to encourage agencies to move to the cloud in a meaningful way, but not based on that specific architecture you're talking to. Again, Ross Nodorf from Venable, former OMB person, says it really does two things, reduce risk and then opens the door for, okay, how are other ways we can meet the spirit and intent of security, but not necessarily only the, the one path that we used to have? We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Any other reactions you're getting around here? It's still early. I know people were very excited. I've talked to uh, over the years many different agencies, uh, the, the cloud service providers like Microsoft and, and IBM, and they were kind of like, please make this happen. So uh, I'm sure more will come in as we as we kind of wait and people read the memo. At the same time, Tom, I think the, the really important piece here is this really is, is something that agencies have been testing out. We know that the Small Business Administration, the Justice Department, the Energy Department are three agencies that really added a lot to these use cases, added a lot to this memo. And I think that will really play into how these use cases play out. And, and that's really the long-term vision here is, is understanding the use cases, piloting them, testing them, and then going forward with them. Now, a lot of the agencies, including the ones you just mentioned, do have their legacy systems that are very old, that they're having trouble moving to the cloud. Does this somehow, this new policy, and I guess maybe the coming technology, give them an easier route to getting those workloads to the cloud? In many ways, it does, because what it's saying now is, if you go to a software as a service, if you go to a platform as a service, you can then, you cannot have to deal with the latency. Because maybe somebody said, you know, agency said, well, if I move that, you know, there's so much data that flies back and forth that the latency will really hurt us and I don't want to modernize it. But now that they've kind of lifted that albatross, lifted, the, made the policy more about spirit and intent versus, you know, prescription, that may open the door to getting things to the cloud more quickly and also taking advantage of all that uh, ability that the cloud gives you in terms of agility, flexibility, and, and even potentially cost savings. It also might allow them to have more flexibility in how they architect cloud use because in many ways, some agencies want the data to stay local because it's expensive moving data in and out of the cloud. And if they could just have the transaction and the process go back and forth and keep the data local, they feel that their cloud costs could be kept in line. That's a great point you bring up because a lot of times the application itself and the data going back and forth is is what, what creates the latency. Because when I, if you're a USDA person in the field looking at farm production and you're taking something on your tablet – that data going back and then coming back, a lot of times you work locally and right. then you have to upload it later because of that tick issue and you just can't get the connection to work quickly enough to do stuff in real time. So I think, Tom, I think you're out. You, you hit that on the head. All right. And now there's policy out. Is there a timeline? What's the uh, What happens now? We've been 11 years since it first came out. There is a set of uh, goals. That, 12 years. There's a set of goals that OMB put out there, including – uh, initiate some pilots with the Federal CISO Council, Chief Information Security Officers Council. This all happens in the next 60 days. Uh, Homeland Security Department, along with OMB and GSA and the CISO Council, will oversee and manage these pilots. They're going to approve the use cases, and GSA is going to update the government-wide procurement vehicle in the next six months uh, to deal with these new tick use cases. And then, obviously, they're going to collect feedback and, and kind of continue to push it out there. And then in 90 days, agencies have a, a goal of their own, which is within you know, coordination with DHS and GSA, the, the, and NIST will develop a compliance verification process 
to validate that agencies are implementing the security controls required under the tick use cases. Again, it goes back to the spirit and the intent, not necessarily the prescription. And with respect to the Trump administration's canon on IT modernization, is this the final book? This is the final piece to the puzzle. I mean, the the folks at OMB, Suzette Kent, the federal CIO, has been on a feels like a eighteen month sprint to really update, change, that's a marathon the policies. <laughs> and we've been that's why we've been waiting so long for this tick one. This is the final one. I mean, we've we've seen identity management, which took more than a year. We've seen data center updates. We've seen cloud smart instead of cloud first. We've seen high value assets. So those are all the ones that, that kind of OMB looked at and said, what we, well, how do we need to update it? What does update look like? The tick is the final piece of that puzzle. So, you know, kudos to OMB. That's why I said I hope there's cake. I hope there's some ice cream over at the White House uh, on Thursday because they should celebrate that this is out there. Now the hard work begins. All right. Well, if Miss Kent likes martinis, she can have a third olive tonight. It's Friday night. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online.